Thanks for joining us for Episode 1 of Season 3 of Couples, Inc., a place where we help couples work better together. The first and third Wednesday of each month, we drop episodes with advice, tips, and real-world experience for partnering in business and life. I'm Jody, a business owner and communication strategist, and once I went to a crafting studio that touted a candy buffet bar so that you could snack while you craft. I went there with my bag to fill it with candy, and what I thought was this candy bar turned out to be where you get your buttons, bobbles, and felt balls, thinking they were candy. Luckily, my friend guided me to the right spot, helping me avoid noshing on a pipe cleaner, thinking it was a stale Twizzler, or having a choking hazard of any kind. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that should be clearly labeled. It should be. It was confusing. I just was wandering around, and I had a bag, and I wanted to stuff it with candy. I'm guessing you never went back to that place. Place. No, I actually have not. I'm Glenn, Jody's partner in life and business, and I always thought I'd make a good monk. Alas, my name isn't Greg or Ian. I don't get it. Greg or Ian? <gasps> oh, groan, 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 groan. Yes, maximum groan. Maximum groan. Achieved. Okay. On today's show, we talk about holiday gift giving and getting your business on TV. At the end of the show, we play This or That on Thanksgiving Favorites. Now, without further ado, let's get started with this episode of Couples, Inc. topic since it's the holiday season people think about gift giving Mm -hmm. as on an individual basis Mm -hmm. but as business owners a lot of us need to be thinking about or or start thinking about what we're going to do to celebrate the holidays whether it's for employees or customers or contractors or clients um it's that awkward time when you're trying to figure out what should you get and For whom should you get it? Well, I guess it's especially awkward for you because as the owner Mm -hmm. of our business, you have gotten me nothing. I can already tell you. Yeah, you know, that is not... I just knew it. (laughs) No, I got you the same thing I got you last year, just different color. No, well, we, I mean... I want gifts. I don't feel appreciated. I've never gotten a (laughs) gift in the entire time we've been in business. That is true. And I've been a loyal and faithful employee. That is true. But I've not gotten a gift for, or like a recognition of Boss's Day, because we're we're partners. We're not one boss and employee oh okay so Uh, i guess you're right yeah and then you have the whole thing about we're also married and and that's the other thing too is like people say oh what are you gonna get him for christmas we just we like to to buy ourselves something together because it's the same money and like hey i'm gonna surprise you by buying you something commingling of funds yeah it's a commingling of funds when you're married a lot of (laughs) so so that's the whole you know awkward thing but there is you know, is there an etiquette of like, should the boss buy the employee gift and should the employee buy the boss a gift? I've always heard it's the other way. You, the boss to the employee is okay, but employee yeah. to boss is... Not okay. Yeah. And, and I think that still holds, at least for most people. I've always thought it was like something like almost like bribing or... Exactly. Yeah. It kind of comes off. It's it's not insincere. You may be really giving it, you know, right. truly as a gift that you intend to be a gift to them, but they don't necessarily know how to take it. Right. Are you trying to yeah. get favors or play a yeah. favorite so that you get yeah. something? But if you're the boss, and so like if you own a small business, which most of our listeners do, then you do think, okay, 
what do, what if my employee gives me a gift? Do I not accept it? Or do I accept it, but then also just make a note not to show any favoritism? Does it become complicated? Um, and, and then and do you expect your other employees then to give gifts? Right, you it shouldn't. It can get complicated I don't think. really fast. Yeah, that is that is weird. And then if you're the boss, you do give like, do you give all employees a gift? Do you give a bonus and not necessarily a gift, or do you just facilitate a way for? everyone to give gifts to everyone, like one of those secret Santa parties. I think you give gifts just to select employees, to further divide your work (laughs) staff, and make them hate those who receive the gifts. Well, speaking of that, I worked at an agency, and it was very awkward because everybody got called into his office for their bonus check. His being? His being the agency owner. Okay. Okay, so everybody's boss. Everybody's boss. Yeah. He owned the agency. It was just one person, not a partnership or anything. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of got what was going on. It would be buzz. Would so-and-so report to... I never was called. What? Yeah. He had forgotten entirely about including me. And it was this awkward, oh. like, what do I do? And then somebody else, I didn't say anything, said something to him. And he at the end of the day, finally, he called me in there and he apologized for... For forgetting, and then you know, I got a, a small bonus check. I was a newish employee, but not so new that you should have forgotten. And it's not so large an agency. Now, I can see doing that one year, mm-hmm. but did he do it repeatedly? No, no, I mean, no, that's no. Kind just of that was a one right time. There. Yeah, <laughs> you take that as yeah, yeah, and okay. Then it was weird. I stopped getting paychecks, and <laughs> they moved I did, you to the basement. They moved me to the basement. Yes. No, it wasn't some plot to get rid of me, but it was. It was awkward, but that causes the problem is like, if you do something like that, oh, cross your T's, dot your I's, make sure you don't miss anybody. Oh, yeah. And it becomes indispensable to maybe coordinate that if you're a large enough company, like 20 people, Mm -hmm. you could easily, for example, forget that, forget two or three out of that bunch. Sure. Engage uh, the HR department for help. Yeah, absolutely. Just get you a roster if nothing else. Mm-hmm. So that you can go down and and check off who's been naughty and who's not. Who's been naughty and Or just if it's part of payroll. Then you just include it as, you know, instead of it, this was like a separate kind of thing, but sometimes mm-hmm. people just have them folded into their um, their checks at that time. Mm-hmm. So basically what we were saying is if you are an employee, don't feel obligated to get a gift for the boss. No. If you are the boss, you should think about what you're going to do, whether it is a gift or a bonus, but make sure that you are organized and don't have one of those flubs. Yeah. All right. So what about... The concept of giving gifts to clients or uh, contractors or vendors, but it's not a it's not a gift. It's the donation that we've done that before. That the idea of you're you're not giving a gift, but you are letting them know that we appreciate you this holiday season, and in your name, we're giving a note donation. What are sure. your thoughts on that? Oh, I like it. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot, especially nowadays. It used to be in the 80s when I was uh, coming up in the workforce and in the 90s too, I think, that gifts to clients of physical things, mm-hmm. even if it was something as simple as some promotional item from your company, mm-hmm. was kind of the deal. It was, it was kind, kind of, of the expected, norm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, maybe a, a um, case of whiskey or... Uh, or a gift basket full of snacks and things like that. Yeah, a 10-pound bag of cocaine. 
Sure. Yes. <laughs> Back in the 80s, that so, makes sense. Of course, yes. Of course, it changed in the 90s. It was oh, yeah. a 10-pound bag of shrooms. But the economy since then has changed so much, and so many people are living paycheck to paycheck and sometimes not even covering that, mm-hmm. that to help them, in, especially in years when you have prospered, is a very great gesture, and I'm wholeheartedly for it. Well, and also, like, during the pandemic, that's one thing we did as a company. We told our clients that we were donating on their behalf to the Area Food Bank because mm-hmm. they, we knew there were people in need. And I I agree. I, it's Again, I, I remember some of the times when I worked at agencies where we'd get vendors, and if I saw another popcorn tin... Yeah. I was going to scream yeah, because I'm exactly. like, this is nice, and I appreciate the gesture, but really, I probably would have liked it better if it was just, hey, we've decided to do this on your behalf, whether it's your, you're making a donation or letting them know that you're volunteering um, and maybe welcome them to join you uh, in either volunteering or donating. Or conscript them. Or make them that do it. That might be the last Christmas that you'll have with them as a client, but, you know, <laughs> conscripting into volunteerism, Well, and I nothing was, like it. I liked also, I mean, don't get me wrong, I like the Christmas bonus, I really like when there's a holiday party and you do the Secret Santa, yeah. but something else that always really resonated with me is when we got a chance to either volunteer or do some sort of special thing, like we adopted... Um, kids who are at a shelter for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like we, the families, their kid, the kids of these families who are at a women's shelter, um, we were like donated gifts and toys that they might not have gotten. Yeah. I loved doing that. Oh, I, yeah. think, I think that's something that is important for business owners to know is like, you know, sometimes along with those gifts, it's also nice to give your employees an opportunity to do something that's the, that's kind of got the holiday spirit. Like maybe maybe give them time to volunteer themselves and, um, you know, without having to use their own vacation time. Oh, so you're talking about not, just, not client gifts, but employee no, gifts. No, but employee gifts. Okay. Like when I worked for an agency, we did that and we went out and bought toys for the the kids we wrapped them and we all you know we all got a chance to be a part of something that just felt really good to give to others so yeah you can you know give give the employees something to appreciate but maybe give them an opportunity to do something that's either company-wide or maybe during the holidays you set up a program where you get a certain number of volunteer hours you can leave early if you are going to volunteer at a soup kitchen or at a food bank or something like that during the holiday season. I think that's that's kind of nice to be able to give people that option, if you can. It is. I'm going to push back just a little bit there, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, altruistically, that's a wonderful thing. If you put yourself on the other side of that coin, the person on your staff, your team member, works throughout the year for you. Oh, you're thinking it's going to put pressure on them. You're giving them, yes, you're giving them the chance to do something nice for someone else and something do some good in the community. But the way that they receive that might not be that way. Oh, it might yeah. be more like, well, I work anyway. Why are you giving me the present, of, the gift of more work? That's true. I guess it depends. You guess have to know your staff. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I've got here is to know your personality, mm-hmm. know your uh, team personality. That's not that hard to do. Yeah, that's true. Because like you said, I mean, 
you worked at a place and you got like pecans every year. Yeah. The owner had a pecan orchard and it was more like a gesture. This is part of me. It was a personalized thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really thought that that was very nice Yeah, uh, on his part. I always thought that was nice. And so I'm sure there are some people who probably thought, eh, not so much. So it yeah. just really depends. Yeah, I, I heard people say that too. Okay, here's, here's a question. A lot of times, companies, Christmas party, um, they might have a secret Santa thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, and you've gone to some of them when I've worked at different agencies. They're a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun. But there's got to be, a, you've got to have an expectation. When the agency I worked at would do a secret Santa, it was really a dirty Santa. Like it was usually, sometimes there'd be some nice things, but a lot of times it wasn't like bad, like coal or something like that, but it was goofy or it was like totally useless. Yeah. And then I go to another company and everyone's got these beautiful candles and things. And I brought like, I think it was a boxing nun thing. I got like a dispensers oh, type of man. thing. So yeah, you got to make sure that the intent yeah, is communicated. I got to know. Like I was like, oh, the board. I mean, because I remember the year we went to the Christmas party at an agency. Yeah, and it, this is a case of where you do a dirty Santa, where you the youngest person gets to pick a a, a prize or the present, and then if someone after that. Okay, Based on the number, they we all draw numbers. Yeah. The next person can take that or get a new one. Yeah, the take classic that. model. Well, at this particular one, Glenn first his first present was a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, so excited about that. But then someone else drew their number was next, and they took that they from you. They came right to me. Right. Yep. So then <laughs> you ended up getting stress balls. And this is not safe for work, so like turn it down well, if you're listening they, they at work. They were shaped like the upper carriage of a woman's of a, yes. torso. Yes, Let's put it that way. Yes, boobs. boobs. Okay, then I don't know why I understood the whiskey, but someone after you decided they wanted those. Not the here. last item was hilarious. You know those yard displays that like nativity scenes. Every once in a while, you have some farm animals. Well. Yeah. This one guy just picked up the donkey. I think he had stolen it from a yard display on his way to the. Party. He might have. He said he bought it, but he might yeah. have just picked it up. You don't so just no one buy the donkey from the nativity. Oh, I need a replacement donkey. Yeah. So anyway, it's about what you know, what two feet? I'm not even that. Not I mean, even a like, foot and a half. Yeah. It, but it was. It wasn't like a small. Like it wasn't a tabletop. It was <sighs> what you put in your yard. And so Glenn had that. He just kept it, yeah. getting the present. So, he was so lucky what, enough. That was not everybody. That <laughs> that is not one of my great gift desires of all time. The the fake uh, nativity scene animals. So please don't send them. Yeah. So, but then somebody after that took that prize, yeah. and he ended up with an ornament. But we always laughed. I was like, "That's the Christmas that you almost got whiskey, and ass." Yep. And it's down like, on all three. Yeah, I mean that's like, and then nothing says Christmas like those. But that's the kind of thing though. You got to set those parameters. Like, is this a goofy kind of crazy Santa, or is it like you're getting? You know, here's your and also the prices. You have to set the price range yeah, for people. Yeah, that's but very important. Is this supposed to be like real legit gifts? And to be clear, there wasn't an expectation. It was very well laid out. Oh, that, that, that it was going to be, be dirty Santa. Yeah, crazy stuff. That. Crazy. So, but if you do that kind of stuff on a large enough scale, 
mm-hmm. uh, it just doesn't work because somebody is either not going to get the memo or they're going to forget about it. And they're going to bring something nice. They're going to bring something nice and they're going to get their feelings hurt. Yeah. yeah, the ornament, I don't know why someone brought an ornament because it wasn't bad. But yeah, everything else was like the it stuff. It was bad. Maybe. It yeah. was lame. That's yeah. the lamest it well, was I don't a little think it was even like... a Christmas tree ornament. It was some kind of <laughs> thing you hang on your front door. Yeah, you know? the, yeah. These th- we all got gifts. The, the things you get when Spencer's around, that kind of thing, or the goofy, goofy things that are just like ridiculous. Yeah. But but yeah, you got to make sure those parameters, like everyone knows, and then everyone knows the budget, because mm-hmm. you definitely don't want someone showing up with, uh, you know, an amazing crystal vase. That they put in the pile, only then to go home with a Santa in an outhouse ornament. That leads us into yes, directly into the gift mistakes. Yes, okay. That business owners should avoid, and I've got some uh, some things here on the list. Some items, uh, a cheap gift. Yes, sometimes that's worse than no gift at all. They say the gesture is what counts, but really not if you're giving gifts to people who have worked for you all year long. Yeah. And by that, I'm talking cheap, like the jelly of the month, the famous thing from <laughs> National Lampoon Vacation. Yes. So, he was expecting that huge bonus yeah. and then got, yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'll get you kidnapped. Um, another one is, uh, and this may be controversial, company promotional items. Yeah, I don't think you should give those as Things gifts. Things that have your company logo on, you know, like a T-shirt or a jacket or a mug or something like that. Yeah, they look great. They promote your company, and that's fine. But some of your employees may already be required to wear them at certain mm-hmm. times of the year. Uh, if there's a, a picnic or something like that, uh, and you have clients that are going to be participating in that, then, yeah, well, people are expected to logo up. Your employees, most times, will not view this as a very good gift. Not always, but you're talking about mainly, mainly apparel, right? Yeah. But if it's like, say, a Yeti cooler or that might be an exception, something else yeah. that you know, it's like, hey, you've or got a your car with your, or your car yeah. with a brand on it. But if it's if it's branded, but it's, it is considered like a gift as opposed to, hey, we're having you promote our company even on your day off, yeah. then that's like more of a and yeah. I'm all about giving your employees branded stuff to wear and to yeah. appreciate yeah. but having like i agree having that as their big christmas gift probably not mm-hmm. unless it is something again that's coveted you know a like hot a, item yeah yeah also uh just in passing i know that these have been banned but there may still be some in the pipeline lawn darts <laughs> i don't care if they're green yes. and red one side green the other side red just don't do it What were we thinking with those? Murder. For our interview, we recently spoke with Lindsay Bryant, who is an Emmy Award-winning executive producer with a local television station, about how you, as a business owner, might be able to get yourself on TV and what to do and what not to do when talking to a television producer. Lindsay, when it comes to uh, TV interview segments or packages, as a producer, what do you look for uh, when you're uh, booking these or planning these uh, to go on the air? I'm always looking for something. I mean, it seems kind of cliche, but I want the who, what, where, the, why, then, how. And then at the same, same time, what the viewer benefit is. 
because there needs to be something to bring the viewer in and a reason for the viewer to keep watching right. and make them want to tune in. So what kind of things do you think the viewer wants when they're watching these things? Definitely visual. It's amazing. I will get a lot of interview pitches and there's not any sort of visual to go with it. And just two talking heads for two and a half, three minutes can, unless you're a really brilliant speaker, can get boring, even if you have really important information. It is kind of funny because TV is the most visual of mediums that visual thinking is what you need to be thinking about when you're like pitching a story. That's probably why they call it television. Exactly. I mean, Ooh. they could have called it something else back in the day, I guess. Telenews. When tele- I was a kid, it was just a rock and we just sat in front of it and made up <laughs> Gathered around to watch the rock, see what yeah. it would do. What can business owners do when they're developing uh, a story idea? It, it goes back to kind of the same principle as I was saying before, but you just want to give that viewer benefit and you know, what elements you have available to us. The elements are important as well to, you know, to see if it's something is a story or not. And just be prepared for several questions about what the interview is about, what you're trying to do, so we can ensure that something that will benefit our viewers and something that would be good for our television station. Well, now, when you say that something, something visual, to, to go back to the first answer that you had, um, it, it, does that have to be something that is, you know, a big deal, or is it something that can be on a graphic, for example? Or what do you prefer as a producer? It depends on the interview. If we're going to have, I mean, a lot of times we can pull up websites. There are good websites that we can pull up. Mm-hmm. You know, many times someone will have video from previous events. Graphics we can make make help as well, especially in interviews of a financial or something along those lines. Um, if you have a big event that's like a holiday shopping event, bring in some of the stuff that you have available. So really what it amounts to is sort of a, an extension of the old show and tell from school. Very much so. It's just such an important element to television. I mean, it, it just even when we have news stories, we want to have video with it or graphics with it we don't just have an anchor sitting there the whole time just reading stuff so all of that is important to the whole bigger picture now that makes sense because when you see the anchors going about their business it's not as though they're just sitting there talking i mean that's from tv 60 or 70 years ago maybe but now i guess you have to have that stimulation and kind of keep things rolling is that is Very much so. For? So it's, if you're, yeah, if you're watching the news, look at what gets on there. And if you're a business owner, okay, you're going to be needing to do something very similar to that. But I also like what you said about the viewer experience, what's in it for them. And it makes me think of, like you're talking about, you know, if you're a restaurant owner, well, maybe you bring your food in, but maybe you do a recipe or you show something so that the viewer gets something. That always goes over well, and we can always pre-produce that stuff so we can have the recipe there when they're doing it, but just something that can entice the viewer, and you know, it's just one of those, everyone's had fried chicken, but what's different about this fried chicken, What you know, and just things that you can do to bring people in. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a, like a home improvement, you know, here's an interesting, neat trick on how to paint the, you know, the, the, sort, the corner or something like that, or here's a tool that we use... That helps. So people have that aha moment. Right. We have so many things around our house that I have many. I don't know what they're used for ever. But (laughs) other people are experts on that stuff. And you want people to learn something from your product. 
Yeah. Be, you know, there's an entertainment value to it, especially when you're talking more of the morning shows than mm-hmm. the evening news, because the evening news, we're not going to put on restaurants and stuff like that. It's just not, it's a true newscast in that sense. But morning gives us a chance to be more fun and, you know, laugh a little more and that sort of thing. So if I'm a business person and I want to call the station, and is there a person that I would specifically ask for with that, your your daytime uh, thing in mind that you just The said? morning show producers. And it's one of those you have to keep in mind that they work overnight hours, and then people call at 10 a.m. or noon, and they want to talk to those people. They got in at 11 o'clock at night, and they're long gone. Hmm. So a lot of that is finding out who they are and getting their emails. And follow-up. Morning show producers, I was for 15 years. You work on a whole lot of no sleep. And emails can get by you easily. Just follow-up. Don't do it 15 times. But follow-up is probably going to take a follow-up. Right. Do you think email is the, is the best way? For morning show producers, yes. Because unless you are up at midnight and call, <laughs> and they're under such a big deadline that... They usually don't have time in the morning to talk about those things. And that was going to be my next sort of question was, if you have a, an ideal window before an event or before something that they want to promote, that business people want to promote is, is there a certain timetable that they need to follow to get kind of prepped for that, uh, maybe a minimum time frame, a week or two weeks in advance? I would say with any event, give it a month. I mean, a lot of times on my morning show, I would be several weeks booked in advance because people would send me stuff and I'd just, you know, get all of those segments filled. Yeah. If it's the week of, there's a good chance you're not going to get on. And you have to also keep in mind, not everything can get on also. There are some things that you think is great, but it wouldn't work for a news audience. So you just have to, you know, we have to make our best decisions on some of those and, you know, what our opinions are. But you just have to be patient with us and give us time to look over the information right. and see what we could do with it. Yeah, and I like the fact that, you know, it is about planning ahead. So you're planning, you know, what is the story? What can make this interesting? What's the aha moment? And then when can I get this to the producer as quickly as possible so they can plan, like you said, plan ahead. Um, another thing, too, is something that we do for clients is we try to find hooks um, like, oh, it's National Pizza Month, or it's whatever holiday coming up. You're looking at the seasons, what people are needing at that time. Um, do you encourage people to do that as well? That always works out well. I mean, there's a day or a month for everything now, and there's no way to keep up with all of them. But if you're a pizza place, you're going to know when pizza day is, or you know anything that you sell like that. So yeah, that's always a hook, especially with mornings. I'd love to we do stories on that all the time. That's National Donut Day, and we don't know it until we see it that morning. And you can't book anything at that point because it's too late. Who are you going to call? But if you are someone who owned a donut shop ahead of time, you yeah. can say, "Hey, did you know that Donut yeah. Day is coming up?" and and then you guys have a whole plan. Maybe there's a live shot out at a donut uh, shop, or also too, like speaking of donuts, it's like. Like you said, there are a lot of things in your house you don't know how they work. A lot of things in businesses. If you own a business and you make, you know, pastries, you take for granted that everybody knows how early you have to get up or the machines that you use to make those things. So those could be interesting to people outside of your industry. Oh, definitely. I mean, there there's there are just so many things out there that most people will never see or do. And we have an opportunity to give them 
some of that that they can't do or some of these festivals they can't go to or museums or something like that that they're not going to get to. We give them the chance to see things that most people can't. Mm-hmm. I guess for food industries like that or different restaurants, uh, they don't necessarily have the machines that they want to bring in. What would you su- suggest as the show and tell for them? Just like with the pizza place, bring in several different pizzas. If you have salad, sandwiches, you know, whatever your big things are, bring several. And it, <laughs> yeah. it, it's feed the crew. <laughs> and it's it's yeah. not even that part, although the crew does like that, but. What it, you're, you're trying to sell your product, and the more you put into it, the better it will look. Yeah, it's going to show how much you care about your business, and then mm-hmm. people get a chance to see something, and like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. The other thing, too, is, um, yes, you are, as you mentioned, trying to sell your product. That's the reason you're in business. But they also have to remember that this is not an ad, so Correct. they need, again, that aha, what's the news, what's the story? Because if you're going to just be on there selling, then you need to buy time for that. Right. And we have, most stations nowadays have shows specifically for that. You know, shows that are the lifestyle shows for situations like that. Anything that appears in news needs to have some sort of value to it that's not just another place opening. Because mm-hmm. we have... a. A lot of times, it's, people are opening this or that, and we can't cover everything. And there, ha- you know, we could end up with five pizza places in a month. We can't, right? You do have all, to vary you know, things up a little right. bit. Mm-hmm. What's your biggest pet peeve about story pitches of people coming to you uh, with maybe extraordinary requests or, or putting demands on you at the last minute? My biggest pet peeve is a they don't give me information that I need, like when the event is, what the hours are, stuff like that. Or if they say they're going to bring in pizzas for it, and they don't bring the pizza. You know, stuff where they promise you something, and then they don't bring it in. Because, you know, there's some interviews without the visuals wouldn't be something we'd have on. So it's just, it's it's important for the producer and the business or event to talk about it, what will work, and make sure that both sides fall, you know, do exactly what we say we're going to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some things that, you know, when we have big productions coming in, recently there was Sesame Street, we had Elmo from the production in. Their stuff takes a lot more from us, and you have a lot of different, you know, several things you have to follow to make sure that you can get them on there. But they're fun interviews. And they come with Elmo, and that's great. And then some other one, it's just one of those just, just do what you say you're going to do, and we will reciprocate at the station as well. All right, time to have some fun this holiday season. We know Can't Thanksgiving wait. is just around the corner, so we thought we would tackle the big topics. Thanksgiving food, mm. this or that. Yeah, yeah, always a choice, and some of these are really tough. I know. And we'll we'll have a couple of things like, for instance, an either or option that you like to eat, or maybe what something is called. Ooh. And I'll start with that. Okay. Stuffing or dressing. Stuffing. 
That's the only God-fearing way to prepare that and to call it and to brand it, name it, and serve it. What if you don't stuff it? it? What if you have like those dr- those mixes that you just do? So no, you, no, no, it doesn't matter. You still call it stuffing? Yeah. Oh. Wait, no, 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 no. What am I saying? What am I? Oh, my God. No, no. It's dressing. Holy. Have you just completely. I've betrayed everything <laughs> in my upbringing you now. You completely I'm, just went off. To everyone in every, my family. Yes. Every friend that I've ever You've had. You've let everyone and down. And people who aren't even my friends. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I knew you were very adamant about this, but I was thinking that you. I had a brain fart for a second there. I was just so excited about You were dressing. so excited. And it is dressing. Unless it's coming from a package. That might be stuffing. But if you make it from cornbread and mm-hmm. do the whole thing, put the little, um, you know, hunks of metal in there for people to find, it hunks is dressing. Wait, um, if do you think the fact that the stovetop stuffing has branded it as such is one reason why people call it stuffing? That's probably true. Because I find myself, I think, I don't usually talk about it that much but no, I'm thinking, you don't no i don't i don't have conversations you've been very adamant about the dressing uh except just now when you're actually asked on the record which is suspicious my dr- oh, i'm sorry as kids say is sus but oh, yes <laughs> but i'm thinking i don't even know i guess i do i'll have some stuffing i'll have some dressing i think i probably say stuffing well, Just out of habit of knowing the stovetop stuffing brand. Not that I'm eating stovetop stuffing brand. Usually it's homemade, but I've just gotten so used to the commercials and the branding. And I'm just like, it's called stuffing. And see, now you're saying it's called dressing. Yeah. yeah how do we make this Especially work? if it's homemade. Mm-hmm. The homemade stuff, that's dressing. That's dressing. All right. What's yours? One of yours. Okay. Um, here's, this isn't about what things are called. Mm-hmm. This is this or that. Mincemeat pie or fruitcake? <gasps> oh. You have to choose one. There is no one. I don't, I don't think off. I've ever had mincemeat pie. I've had fruitcake. And I think I was telling you that at one point I was in the church's Christmas pageant, but they decided not to do the traditional like nativity scene story. Instead, we did some sort of contemporary story about this family. And I was playing the daughter in the family. And at rehearsal, we were told that we were going to get to eat cake on on stage uh, during the play at the final, you know, celebratory thing. That's the best play ever. They didn't tell me it was fruit cake, and so here I was, probably like eight years old, <laughs> and I remember, and and I think my family was like they were pretty embarrassed. I like see this thing, and I shove a big piece in my mouth. I spit it out, and then proceed to take the napkin that I have to wipe my tongue. Because I was so offended. This is on stage? Yes! Oh. I'm a kid. I don't know what I'm Video doing. Video or it didn't happen. I know. I want to see that footage. I just, I was like, like <laughs> I was shocked. Because when you're expecting something to be cake. <laughs> that is epic. And you're like, yes. And it even at the, you know, even if they had told me it was fruitcake, which I don't think they did, I still had not have had it. Had, you know, I would think, hey, fruit and cake. It just mm. was such a shock. Now, that being said, if I had to choose, I would probably still choose fruitcake because we have discovered a brand of fruitcake that is pretty good. Yes. It's Um, not the doorstop that people pass around. The one one cake that keeps going around. Yeah, a completely (laughs) different league and a a different thing there. But mincemeat pie is a mix of chopped fruit, baking spices, and usually shortening these days. Okay. 
they used to use beef tallow, which is also called lard, in it back in the old days. And in the old, old days, the reason it was called mince meat was because they mixed those ingredients with actual meats. A lot of times it would be the meat that you wouldn't just sit down and eat necessarily. Mm-hmm. The, well, some of the, you know, tails and Ew. eyes and things like that, tongues. Uh, but yeah, that was a way to, to use some of those ingredients, not let them go to waste. Put them in a pie. Put them in a pie. Yeah. Speaking of um, the things you wouldn't necessarily eat and also mis- misunderstanding things, um, the uh, um, sweetbreads are not what you think. They are neither. No. And that, when I was watching some of these cooking shows, I'm like, what? That is misleading. So saying it's a pie, I know there are a lot of meat pies, particularly in Europe, but saying it's a pie doesn't make it better. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know about be... that. I would darn near eat paper towels. If it was in a if pie. If they were put in a crust and baked. <laughs> yeah. Paper towel there pie. There you go. Paper towel pie. So what was your answer on that one? Um, you know, I haven't had minced meat pie in a long, long time. My grandma used to make it, and it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but she didn't make it. She made it like not the old, old way, but the maybe old. Oh, I don't old. know what she put in it. It was just delicious. <laughs> I didn't care. Again, we've already discussed crust equals good. Yeah. It's like bacon. <laughs> yeah, um, you'd eat a pine cone if it was wrapped in bacon. That's about right. Um, I'm going to go with a fruitcake mm-hmm. on that one, specifically because of said company and said fruitcake. Yeah. And we won't mention them because they are not a sponsor. But they could be. But they could be. All right. This one isn't like a bad – neither one is a bad choice. I think it's just sort of a – a flavor like what you what you like best hmm. and that is turkey or ham turkey turkey same yeah. same i know some people like ham some people don't do it for thanksgiving they do it for christmas mm-hmm. so but i kind of like think both those you know things are often served whether it's thanksgiving or a christmas dinner but i am not a big ham person um i mean it's not like i wouldn't eat it if but it's like if i had the choice i would choose turkey yeah. It just, I don't know, there's something about yeah. it. And it's also just so much more traditional to me. Me too. The turkey thing in Thanksgiving, that goes pretty much yeah. hand in hand. The ham deal, I used to be a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. But as I've grown older, I don't know if they're making pigs differently now, but it doesn't taste the same to me. Maybe my taste buds are just... Well, I guess, yeah, it depends. Differently developed now. Yeah. All right, what's your next one? I have a sport-related... This or okay. that. Football or basketball? They're both in season at Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm going to probably say football. Really? Yeah. I just think that, again, we've talked about how I've never gone to a you know tailgating and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about watching on TV. Oh, yeah. But... Um, oh, that's what I was talking about, too. Yeah, watching on TV. I guess I like football um, because the plays, when they're big, are really big. With basketball, yeah, you can have some really big plays. And yeah, you've got the last minute three-pointer from across, you know, the entire court. From across the state. From across the state. But with football, it's, again, I'm not a big sports person, but I think the, the... there is a lot of, like, we've joked around, like, you know, get up, fall down, get up, fall down, commercial break. Yeah. But um, the, when there is a huge pass, it just seems bigger to yeah. me. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. It's more, there's more of a spectacle to it. Also, around this time of year, even though they're both played, it just feels football season. Yeah. 
I think you're right. I mean, I don't think of basketball until later in the spring when they're really getting into those tournaments. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I don't know. Yeah. No, I got you. I, I think I'd choose football, too. Mm-hmm. All right. This is a two-parter. First one, is it pecan or pecan? Pecan. Pecan. Yeah. All right. Pecan, pecan, pecan. I'd probably say pecan. All right, so now we settle that. Pumpkin pie or pecan pie? Hmm. That is a tough choice. The traditional way would be the pumpkin pie, of course. With is the, that your choice, though? Like, that's imagery. traditional. Yeah, that is true. Because you have pumpkins for fall, and pumpkins surround the Thanksgiving mm-hmm. icons that we've come to know and love. Uh, pecans, not so much. That is true. I mean, there's no pecan yeah. parade. There might be a pumpkin parade. You don't carve pecans. Cinderella like didn't ride to the <laughs> castle on a pecan. Someone needs to work on the pecan marketing. They're not. They are not yeah. getting the love. Yeah, I but guess yeah, not. I'm definitely pumpkin pie, and I mean it's the only time. I know pumpkin spice is a huge thing this time of year, but I don't really. Yeah, I'm one of the Spice Girls that doesn't get their due. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Couples Inc., a place where we help couples work better together. We drop new episodes the first and third Wednesday of each month, but to make sure you don't miss a show, follow us wherever fine podcasts are published. And if you enjoyed this episode and you want to support the podcast, share it with others, post it on social media, or leave a rating or review. And please visit our website, couplesincpodcast.com. That's couplesincpodcast.com. To learn more about us, review show notes, or leave us a message. Until next time.